0: Get things going here. Normally, I do that while all that's going on. I was busy this morning, so here we are. If you have your Bibles today, we're going to be looking at two passages of Scripture uh, in regards to a message entitled With a Thankful Attitude. With a thankful attitude. We're going to be looking uh, in Psalm 107. We read the first couple of verses of that as our Scripture text today to open the service. And then Luke chapter 17. So you can stick your finger in, in those two passages and we'll kind of flip back and forth within them a little bit. Psalm 107 and Luke 17. And we'll, we'll share those together. Uh, I was reading this quote as I was preparing for this message. And, and I thought there was a lot of truth to this. A, a lot of, uh, of insightfulness to this quote. I, I don't have anyone to attribute it to. It's certainly not from me. Uh, and uh, but, but I think there's, there's a lot here for us. It says this, thankfulness, as we talk about the week of, of Thanksgiving and that approaching, thankfulness is the attitude that perfectly displaces my sinful tendency to complain and thereby releases joy and blessing into my life. Now listen to that again for just a moment. Thankfulness is the attitude Okay? Attitude is something that we choose. We choose our attitude. We choose uh, how we think and, and feel. And that is what generates our attitude about something. Thankfulness is the attitude that perfectly displaces. Okay? So it is a perfect removal, if you would. A uh, perfect displaces My sinful tendency to complain. Okay? Think about that for just a moment is sinful. God does, does identify complainers, those who, who continually look negatively at things that So many times in my life, and to somebody that was a complainer, somebody that was always negative, and he would he would say this. He said they wouldn't be happy sitting in heaven on a log by God. Okay, so think about that for a moment. They could not be happy even if they were sitting in heaven on a log. And of course, he use that ending of that phrase by God, you know, as the idea of they're sitting by God or by God they just wouldn't be happy on that log. Right. And so he would always say that. Growing up, as a kid, and stuff, I thought about, what does he mean? And he was talking about somebody that just was always negative. Somebody that was always complaining, always validating about everything in life, no matter what. And, and, and so this quote today says this, It perfectly displaces my sinful tendency to complain. So in other words, thankfulness is an attitude that removes that complaining attitude out of my life. That removes that negative attitude out of my life. And listen to what he says happens when we get that out of the way. He says this, thereby releases joy and blessing into my life. If I can stop complaining long enough, then God will release joy and blessing in my life. So I want to have an attitude of thankfulness that perfectly displaces that sinful tendency that I have. And in removing it, receive the blessing of joy and blessings in my life. I thought that was a great quote. I thought it was, was uh, just so appropriate for Thanksgiving and an understanding how do I get to a thankful heart. And that's what we're going to talk about today. We're we'll talking talk about this idea of with a thankful attitude, a gratefulness to God. So we're going to look first at Luke chapter 17. It's a familiar story in. Scriptures uh, in the Gospels. Luke chapter 17, we want to begin in verse 12 of the Gospel of Luke uh, in chapter 17. And there's a a story here of of Jesus and his encounter of ten lepers. And he is transitioning from one place to another, and as he's passing through, there are ten lepers, and the Scripture says that they call out to him. They are asking him for help in a situation in their life. And, and that has to do with their health. It has to do with leprosy. And so they are asking him for assistance in regards to their current physical condition in life. And as they call out to him... There's no appreciation for the blessing that we receive from God. And so the first thing I want us to see from this today is thanklessness is nothing new. It's been around since the beginning of mankind and from the history of man, and man has always been unappreciative or or not been thankful for what God does in our life. Second thing is this, is I want us to understand that God's faithfulness is, is still true. God's faithfulness remains and is still true. So no matter how many times man has called out to God, God has met man's need and then man has not been appreciative or thankful, God still remains faithful that when we call out to him. So we don't have to worry about the fact that that, God, that when we call out to God, God's going to say, "You know what? I'm sick and tired of man." not being thankful. I'm sick and tired of not being appreciative or having a gratitude for what I do. I'm not going to do anything for them anymore. Go ahead and God's faithfulness still remains. Even in the midst of our thanklessness, even in the midst of a history of thankfulness or, or thanklessness, God still remains faithful to us. But the other thing I want to see is this. Those who are faithful are Those who are thankful are unique. Now, we may think think that everyone is thankful, but they're not. And this scripture today gives us an indication of that and a little bit of an indication of how that carries out in the life of man. So there were ten letters. Jesus says to them, go and show yourself to the priest. Now, this was a ceremonial thing that was necessary. In order, if you had leprosy, if there was some illness or something, that you had to be separated or quarantined, Interestingly, we use that word lot today, we quarantined. If you had to be quarantined from the rest of society because of your illness, then the only way that you could re-enter society or re-enter your family or home is for the And so Jesus says to them, not anything else except for this. Go, show yourself to the priest. So Jesus is indicating to them the healing is already happened. Because you called out to me, the healing is already taking place in your life. Go, show yourself to the priest. And as they went on the way, I want you to notice what happened. They didn't even get to the priest. While they were on the way, the healing occurred. And one of them, the scripture says, turn back to Jesus. The other night I just can't go. Wherever it is they were And the one comes back to Jesus, and the scripture says that he falls down before Jesus the presence of him, and he has a, an attitude of gratitude. He is thankful for the blessing that he has received. The indication would be here. I don't think it's a direct thing for us as far as a statistical truth, but I think it's something for us to look at one in ten people are really thankful. One in ten people are genuinely grateful That's those are the odds. We see in the text today, there were ten, only one came back. And so, so, I would say from that, an understanding is that those who are genuinely thankful, those who genuinely have an attitude of gratitude and appreciation for what God has done for us in our life, they are unique. That they are not the norm. They are unique and different because nine out of ten just kept going. Only one returned and came back. So what are the odds? The odds are pretty slim that we are genuinely thankful and appreciative and happy. Are you genuinely thankful? Do you really have an attitude of gratitude and appreciation for all that God has done? Or, or do you just keep going on your way? Hey, He healed me. That's great. There's more things to do in life. Let's go. Attitude of gratitude. Being genuinely thankful. noted that there were nine who did not appreciate what he had done. The Lord knows those who are ungrateful. He recognizes and realizes and he questioned in the situation and said, where are the others? There were ten of you who were healed, but only one of you comes back. Where are the other nine? Why aren't they like He recognizes Realizes that we are not just a man. He recognizes. i us to the Old Testament passage of Psalm 107. In Psalm 107, They are travelers in distress, being guided to a city for safety. So it begins in verse 4 with these people who are in distress. And it says, They wandered in the wilderness in a desert region, and they did not find a way to an inhabited city. They were hungry and thirsty, and their soul fainted within them. These are people who are in distress. They are travelers who cannot find their way. And so if we read on in that text, we don't have time for all of it today. There's 23 verses here. We can't look and read each and every one of them, but we can learn from them. And so these travelers are in distress, and they are in need of help. We pick up in verse 10, 10 down through 16. To hell. Uh, they again are, are just distraught. They are sick. They are unhealthy and they're being restored to health. In verses 23 through 32 they are sailors who are safely brought to their destination. They face all the perils of the sea and they are in distress and yet when they call out God sees them through. And so each of these are four pictures of God's nation being delivered out of bondage and being brought safely to the place that He desired them to be. And so when we look at this and we read through this passage and I would encourage you this Thanksgiving week, sometime sit down and read all of Psalm 107. This entire. 43 verses, but there is a great lesson here for us to learn about how to develop an attitude of gratitude and be thankful for all of First, there's a problem. In all four of these stanzas, we see the problem. We see see the people who are wandering and they're lost and they can't find a way. We see the prisoners who who are in the darkness and they're in chains. Um, And we see uh, those who who are uh, in need uh, and they're sick and they need healing and help. And we see the sailors who are trying to reach their destination safely facing the perils of the sea. Every one of them has a problem. Let me ask you today what's the problem in your life? What's the problem that you're facing? Are, are you imprisoned by chains of darkness? Or, are you wondering, trying to find the direction in your life and not knowing really which way you should go to reach safety and security in your life? Uh, is there a sickness? Is there an illness? Is there a struggle that you're facing in your life? Are you on a journey and you're facing the perils of the journey? What is the problem. Because in every one of these scenarios, there was a problem. And in every one of these scenarios...
1: In every one of these stanzas, when they faced the problem,
0: they called out to the Lord for help. They asked Him to do something for them in their life. In every one of these, there was a provision God provided. in your life, be a people of prayer. And so in this situation, they faced a problem and with every problem, there came a prayer. And the prayer was seeking for God. Don't wait till that to be your last measure. Don't wait till you've tried everything else and say, well, I've done everything I can. I don't know what else to do except to pray. How many times have we ever said that? I've done everything I can. I don't know what else to do. The only thing left for me to do is to pray. Start there. do in. there. Start with prayer. Start with seeking God's solution and seeking God's help and God's provision for the needs that are in your life. And then when God provides, recognize it. So many times in our life we don't recognize God's provision. We think that it's something we've done. We think that it's something that we've accomplished. Something that, that we've been able to acquire to do ourselves in our life. And recognize that the Scripture says that everything that is good is to that moment. Everything that is good It's not what I've done. It's not what you've done. It's not what we can accomplish or what we can, can manage to solve ourselves in life. It's what He's done. It's what He's provided. It's the solution that He's given. It's the way that He has seen us through. And in every one of these scenarios, there was a problem See what we can learn about our praise for His provision, for the problems that we pray about in our lives. Verses 8 and 9, we're reading in the text, Psalm 107. Let's look at verses 8 and 9 and see what it says. It says this, "Let Let them give thanks to the Lord for His loving kindness, and for His wonders to the sons of men. For He has satisfied the thirsty soul, and the hungry soul He has filled with what is good. So there's the first thing. He says, let them worship him, let them praise him, let them be thankful and appreciative in their life, because he is what? He has provided. They were thirsty as they were seeking for a city, uh, someplace that was secure that they could be, and, and he gave them something to drink. They were hungry, and he fed them, and then he led them to a city of safety and security. And the scripture says, because of what God has done in covenant provision, let them give thanks to the Lord for his loving kindness and for his wonders to the sons of men. Now drop down with if you were verses 15 and 16. Listen again. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his loving kindness. That sounds familiar, doesn't it? Right? Remember, this is a song. And so here we are. Here's, here's the song and here's the chorus. Here's the stanza and here's the chorus. The stanza is the problem, the stanza is the prayer, the stanza is the provision, the chorus. So here's the phrase in verse 15. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his love and kindness, and for his wonders to the sons of men. For he has shattered gates of bronze, and cut bars of iron asunder. He has delivered them from their bondage. They have come out of, the, out of prison. They have come, come out of the, the inner prison, the darkness of the chains. And it says that he's broken the gates of bronze, and he has cut bars of iron asunder, and he has delivered them. And it says so give praise to Him for the deliverance and for the solution and for the provision that He's given. Now, I want you to notice there's a little bit of a change here. And this is what's really important for us about thanksgiving. Look at verses 21 and 22. Let them give thanks to the Lord for His love and kindness. Still the same, right? No change there. And for His wonders to the sons of men. No change there, but now listen. Let them also And tell of his works with joyful singing. In other words, he says, let them express their gratitude. Let them express their thanksgiving. Let them make sacrifices of thanksgiving and let them tell of what he has done to others in song. Celebrate what God has done to you in your life. Celebrate. attitude that we must choose to displace our sinful tendency to complain, to have an attitude of gratitude and to be thankful that we face the problem, we pray, we wait for the Lord and let him provide, and when he provides, let us know that. time for us to make decisions in our life about where we are.